now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. Today, our guest is Dennis Sumlin. He's a coach, teacher, and founder of Core Confidence Life. Before we get to the interview, we're going to have a little word from our sponsor. Check out the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, where I interview guests that will teach, motivate, and inspire you to stop at nothing to achieve your dreams. All right, everyone. Thanks for the sponsors. Hey, Dennis, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Glad you could make it. It's great to be here, too. So can you tell us just a little bit about yourself before we get into kind of what you do and all that stuff, where you grew up? And obviously, um, you lost your sight at some point. Let's hear a little bit about that. All right. Well, I grew up in, well, I was born in New York City in Harlem, year, year. Uh, and I, I grew up here in New York City. And I was adopted uh, by an older couple in New York City. And those are my parents. Those are who brought me up. And um, yes, it is true. I, I am blind, which means I can't see my own hand in front of my face. Woohoo! <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I have been blind since I've been blind for about 32 years. So I went blind when I was 11 years old. Uh, and uh, what else is there about me? I started on the road to what I do now very early. I was very much into um, improv and speaking and entertainment in general. And so I started learning those skills earlier on. Um, for example, I've been improving and doing acting skits since I've been 11 years old. Um, I started taking vocal lessons uh, when I was 18. So a lot of these things, um, some of them were natural and some of them were natural occurrences that I developed out of the boredom of being blind. You know, when you're blind and you're a kid, eventually nobody wants to play with you. <laughs> so you have to find something else to do. And so that's how those things started uh, developing in me early. Um, uh, and as I said, I, I was adopted and I did actually find my birth family and I became an adult. That's probably a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe, maybe that's a little bit of a scattered uh, recitation of my life. But there you have it. Hey, and that's great. It's Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thanks for giving us a little input into that. It's So how old are you now? You said you lost your sight when you were 11. How did you lose that, and how long have you been without your sight? Well, it's been 32 years, so I'm 32 43 years, now. 43. Yeah, so it's 43 now. And so I was born um, blind out of the left eye um, when I was born, and then I went blind out of the right eye when I was 11 years old. So that is, well, the left eye is glaucoma. I'm sure a lot of us have heard of the word glaucoma. Um, and the right is called a, a detached retina. So the retina is a tissue full of nerves and vessels in the back of your eye. And if that were to rip off, whoa, you can't see. Yeah. So that's how that happened. So one of the interesting things that you talked about was that you lost your sight at 11. And this is where you kind of, it sounds like you kind of found your artistic side with your, with your comedy and your acting and things like that. Um, was it difficult when you completely lost your sight to kind of get, you know, into that mode that you were going to have to deal with that the rest of your life? Or what, how did you deal with that? So how did I deal with being blind is your, your essential question. Yeah, because you um, had sight you had sight for a while, right? So you knew what it was like. I've had I've had other guests on as well that have lost their sight, but they lost it from at birth. So I'm sure yeah. there was some sort of adjustment losing it at a younger age where you had it at one point and, and then it's all of a sudden taken away from you. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you a briefing on that. Before I lost my sight, I was actually into drawing. I actually used to draw things and color and things like that. 
And so I've always had that that creative, I guess that creative bug in me to, to do that. And entertainment and creativeness is going to manifest if it's in you no matter what. And so um, after I went blind, I just had my life changed. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't run in the streets anymore and play with my boys. I couldn't uh, play video games, at least at that time, before I met somebody else who taught me how to do that. But anyway, I couldn't play video games. Um, I had to basically reorganize what I did every day. Um, so, you know, I basically was home and I started to get into things early, like recording myself on tape, making different voices, watching more TV, getting into more like politics. I started calling talk shows when I was like 11, 12, 13 years old. So because I had nothing else to do, um, because I was sidelined for a while, that's what, that's what I ended up to do. Um, as far as me coping with it personally, um, I never really considered blindness to be a long-term thing when I was young. I didn't really think that far ahead. Um, but a couple of things happened. One bad, one, one, one could be considered bad, one is good, I guess. So the, the bad thing is, um, you know, when I went blind, uh, you know, you know, I never really had a problem with self-esteem or self-confidence before I went blind. But after I went blind, I became I began to be insecure about how I looked. I was always concerned about the way I looked. I thought I was ugly. Now, mind you, I'm not ugly and I never thought I was ugly when I was a kid. But after I went blind, for some reason, I began to I began to be unsure whether I was ugly or not. I guess that's that that, you know, out of sight, out of mind type of thing. So um, I don't know. I guess that was just a a. Uh, coping mechanism as a result of me going blind. I started to think, oh, what if I'm ugly? I don't want my picture taken. <laughs> you know, I actually <laughs> cried after my fifth grade class picture because I didn't want my picture taken, but because I couldn't see myself. So, you know, there's that. But I, obviously I'm, I'm 12 years old. So, you know, that's just me adjusting. Um, what was good about the blindness and uh, what a lot of blind people don't seem to get sometimes and what I got is I was taught that blindness is no different than anything else and that blindness doesn't change who I am. I can still accomplish whatever I want to do as, as a blind person. I was taught how to travel on my own from a very early age. I was taught how to read again. I was introduced to adaptive technology almost right from the start. And so, you know, subconsciously I'm registering that blindness doesn't really mean anything. You can still do whatever you want to do. Um, Unfortunately, the world doesn't think that way, even though I was raised that way. So, you know, as I began to be an adult and go out there in the world and try to accomplish everything, you know, you run into uh, roadblocks of people who, who have you in a certain classification because of your disability. Um, we can certainly go into that more if you want, but that's just a, a, a mid-range summary. Yeah, and it's interesting because you know, I, I'm my in a former life, I was a physical education teacher, and I actually taught the adapted physical education class with kids who had disabilities, and and I have some autistic uh, nieces and nephews that are growing up, and I'm watching how my family kind of treats that, and it's just interesting because every kid that I had in my adapted class would rather be pushed as hard as they possibly can, where people view that as a disability and they can't do the same thing. So I would always try to push them just as hard as I as I would push myself, and and they'd love that. They kind of realize that no one's taking it easy on them. How, how did your parents deal with that? You said, you mentioned you were adopted, but how, how did they deal with, you said it sounded like that wasn't the way that you were raised. You were raised to continue doing what you were doing. Was that? Well, yes and no. So, okay. So we got two different tiers here. 
The first tier I just commented on is ter in terms of the blindness itself. I think I was raised with a great solid uh, uh, upbringing uh, concerning the blindness itself. In other words, I was told I'm no different. I was told I can do whatever I want to do. That blindness doesn't mean anything. It shouldn't stop me. I'm no less of a person. And so that was ingrained in me from the beginning. That's the good part. The, uh, the bad part of the blind thing with the parents is that blindness was the only thing anyone ever thought about. And so I did, so people did take it easy on me. Uh, my parents stopped disciplining me. People stopped forcing me to do things. Um, they were so wrapped up with the blindness and whether I was taken care of around the blind issue that they stopped raising me as a boy, as a person, as a kid. And so I didn't really get taught anything aside from blind skills. And um, so I think that goes back to what you were saying, how parents ignore the psychological development of their kids because they're wrapped up in that one thing. And that's exactly what occurred. Uh, my father didn't know what to do with a blind kid before I was blind. You know, I was his boy. He, he, you know, he liked having a boy. We would go places. We would do things. After I went blind, he didn't know how to take that because now he, we can't do things anymore um, in the same way. Uh, you know, my mother, you know, eased back on discipline. Uh, no one really taught me, you know, the basics of how to take care of myself, you know, personal care, social adaptivity, all those things were ignored because people were making sure I was a safe little blind boy. So yes, I'm confident and the blindness doesn't bother me but on the other hand, as far as the other things that one needs to know to be a functional uh, grown man, I had to learn that on my own. Yeah, and that probably that sounds like that might have been a little bit difficult. Did you did so you essentially had to adapt on your own? They didn't. Did you go to any special classes or anything like that for learn? You said you learned how to travel and things like that. That's obviously a skill that you probably couldn't learn on your own, or was it just pretty much throw you the fire, figure it out? No, um, the, no. What happens is when you uh, there's two ways that people do it. You can either go to an all blind school or you can go to a public school that has what's called a resource room. And so I was public schooled, mainstreamed my whole life. Um, and in those schools, they had they called them different things, but essentially they're a resource room where you go there and you know you learn the skills of blindness. You learn braille. They give you a mobility teacher. Um, I got introduced to the talking computer. And so that was a room to help you keep up with your mainstream courses. And so that's the route that I took in school. Well, I think it's amazing that there, you, that you've accomplished so much with that, with that mentality that, you know, it's just, it seems like a just, I won't quit mentality. Um, we had a little conversation before and you just seem like a really fun guy and you've been through so much. Can you tell us a little bit about how that developed into what you're doing now. You went to college, you've developed some speaking skills, you're coaching people. Kind of tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. What I'm doing right now, um, right now I am a coach, a speaking and leadership coach. And so I work with people on pub building public speaking skills, writing speeches, delivering speeches, building public speaking skills. Also, I work with people on building um, confidence in the different areas of their life. You know, life confidence, communication confidence, uh, confidence, sexual, sexual confidence as well. So I have a whole confidence program as well. Um, that's one of my two signature programs. The other one is, of course, like, a, like I just mentioned, a speaking, uh, a public speaking program. And so those are the two main programs um, that I work with clients on 
um, right now. And so it's really focused on using your natural talents that we all have to the best of its ability to get you to where you want to go in your personal life. So um, if you want me to be more clear, I guess I could be, but that's just in general. Yeah. So do you feel like you, obviously, I don't think that you, I don't think this is kind of a dumb question, but I feel like you've learned how to talk better because you can't visualize what it is. You basically have to do all the visualization in your head. How do you make that positive mindset happen? Because I feel like I don't hear any negative anything out of you. It's awesome to just kind of hear that. What do you do to, you know, cultivate the positivity that you have and how do you create that mindset for yourself every day? Well, you know, I have different beliefs that um, help me stay too far away from negativity. So, of course, as everybody does, I have bad moods and bad days. And, you know, I have gone through depression and I have all those thoughts that everybody has. Um, But I also have other philosophies that help me move forward. Um, A lot of my philosophies are centered around um, spirituality, working with energy, uh, law of attraction, manifestation skills. So a lot of my spiritual belief system gives me the energy to move on and combat um, low self-esteem and and negative thinking when it comes up. Um, Just living more of a conscious spiritual lifestyle um, helps with that in short. We can certainly go into what what that is, but my, my spirituality helps me make the majority of my decisions I make every day and my spirituality helps me deal with the majority of ups and downs that life throws at me. It's interesting that you were talking about the law of attraction because I've been recently, I, I do a lot more listening because I drive around for my daily job and I've been listening to The Secret. I just watched another movie that was about that and they talk about the law of attraction. Can you tell me a little bit about your philosophy on that? Why do you feel like that's such an important thing? Well, the law of attraction is just one piece of my spiritual philosophy. It definitely ties in there. But just just to be basic, I'm actually going to I'm actually writing a book about manifestation that will be out soon. So interesting that we're into this topic. So the law of attraction, basically, in its basic sense, in the way that it's been commercialized, is that if you think something, it will come to you. Now, of course, it's not that simple, but basically it says that we all have um, energy. We all are just spiritual beings having a human experience. We all come from one source which is a spiritual source from the spiritual dimension. And so we all have certain non-physical abilities to be able to shape our own lives. And one of those things, one of those abilities is to manifest things based on the energies that we are carrying. So um, using positive energy, using intentional thought, inspired action, using those elements will help attract to you the things that you want. A lot of this stuff works, you know, like I said, invisible energy wise. There is a couple of quantum physics dynamics that might go into it if you needed scientific proof of all this. Um, But the bottom line is um, understanding that we all have um, our own special non-physical spirit power. And if consciously used, we can create almost anything that we want to create. Yeah, it's amazing. It's And that's that's the thing that I just like, when I started listening to that, because there's a movie that came out that was, and I watched started watching a documentary this morning about the, the secret. I didn't have time to finish it up, but there's so many things about that, just that the law of attraction. I, I 
totally feel the same way. You give what you get, the energy that you give out. If you're going to give out negative energy, you're going to get negative back. If you're going to give out positive, you're going to get positive back. And I think that that's what attracts most people to each other. Um, it's, it's just a crazy whole thought process, but it's mind changing once you figure that out. Um, so you talked a little bit, you're going to, you're writing a book. Is that what you were saying about manifestation? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a book right now. I have several booklets. Some, some go with my, my courses and some will be out soon. But the being that we talk about manifestation, I am working on a book about manifestation. It's basically the three steps to manifesting what you want. And so, you know, of course, it's a book. So I go through some of the dynamics on how energy works. I go through the laws of nature. And then we start getting into the three steps to manifesting. And within those three steps, obviously, there's some skills and things that you need to understand. And at what point will that be, will that be coming out? Is that something that is just in the starting process or have you, are you actively working on it? Is it going to be out in the next couple of years or what are we looking at? Um, I hope not next couple of years. I hope maybe <laughs> in the next month, hopefully. Um, I have already, you know, I've written many blog articles about this and I've interviewed people on my podcast about this and I've been, and I've been um, preparing the notes and everything to start making the book. So um, technically I've already started writing it. So the blueprint is done. And I'm about to start really getting down to the nitty gritty and writing those chapters. Well, let's talk about your podcast a little bit. What is your podcast called? It's, it's essentially the same as your coaching business, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Core Confidence Life um, podcast. And it keeps in the same theme of what I do as a coach. It talks about building up confidence and self-esteem. And so I interview people from all different backgrounds, mostly men, because I work with mostly men when it comes to confidence building. Um, they get on the air and they tell their story of how they overcame inner limitations to reach their personal success. And so men of all different backgrounds, whether they're singers or artists or just, you know, just the average dude who've had some struggles in life, um, we interview them and go deep on where they came from, how they got where they are, what are those lessons they had to learn? What is, you know, how did they overcome low self-esteem and confidence? So it's kind of just a reflection of what I do already, helping people understand that we all have some of the same struggles. We can all learn from each other and be more confident people. And as far as like your coaching and stuff goes, how does someone get in touch with you to do that? What is, what is, what is the process in the coaching? Is it one-on-one? Is it face-to-face? Is it all over Zoom? How are you going and dealing about that within COVID? You're in New York, right? Which is probably one of the hot spots. Or it's not probably, it is one of the hotspots. How has that affected your business? Well, luckily, my business can be done on on Zoom. So if you were basically before all of this stuff with the world defense, I still did um, coach clients on the phone or Zoom. There are some clients I did meet face to face. And I also have taught classes of public speaking skills. Um, since the world events have occurred, um, Obviously, I can't teach in-person classes anymore, and I don't see people in person anymore, um, but we still do things on Zoom. And so the clients I have now, we coach on Zoom. Um, as far as getting in touch with me, the, you know, the website Core Confidence Life or emailing me at Dennis at CoreConfidenceLife.com, and then we would schedule um, you know, a half-hour intro call. So you can get to know me, I can get to know you, and we can talk about what your end goals are for either the general confidence program or, of course, the public speaking program. 
We'll discuss what your goals are, where you want to get to, um, and then we'll talk about how I can make it happen for you. So where do you see this going? So if you had to decide where you were in five years, what, what do you see in five years? Because I feel like you're going to be visualizing that and that's part of your manifestation. What do you, what do you see this going in five years? Well, what I would really like to accomplish is some sort of a, uh, I would call it maybe, uh, I don't know what to call it, an institute, an organization, uh, whatever it would be. But it would be a system, an institute, maybe it would be, it would have a building itself, probably have a headquarters, but basically what it would be, it would be a confidence and spirituality kind of like a learning center where people would be able to sign up and be able to learn all the things that we're talking about now, building up confidence within themselves, communication skills, um, you know, speaking skills, leadership skills, understanding spirituality and your own natural power, all the things we're talking about now. I want to take that even bigger, create a center around that, have people sign up for that and have different branches to it. So we'd have the learning branch. We would also have the outreach branch where I would basically be helping people, um, men down on their luck around this local area and, you know, helping them get back on their feet through donations and things like that. So it would be like a whole system. It would go from just my little living room here until uh, a force in society that can help people better utilize their skills, live more, live with more awareness and consciousness um, and help those who need a helping hand. Well, I'm excited to see that kind of come to fruition. It sounds really exciting. All right, Dennis, well, it's been great having you on here and I really enjoyed talking to you about what you're doing, what you have going on. I really love your story. Uh, we have one last question that we ask or ask every person who comes on the show and it's essentially, the show is called Shaping Success. I feel like success is different for every single individual. And your definition of success would be different from mine and, and from the next person. But my question to you is, how are you going to define your success? How do you, what is success to you? Success to me is uh, first living up to my principles and values. So my principles and values revolve around independence, honesty, self-actualization, personal responsibility, all of those different uh, values, just to keep it general. Um, and so part of success is me living up to those values as best as I can every day. Part of success to me is growing, advancing as a man and as a person every day. Um, and success to me also is me being a conduit for other people to realize their success. Well, I think that's a great definition. I think that you really give that off. I think that energy that you give is very positive, and I feel like you're going to be motivating very many people. I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show, and I really appreciate you uh, dealing with the lateness of the start. <laughs> that is okay. You know, I do a lot of different things around, you know, podcasting and entertainment, so I know that things happen, especially in this day of online stuff. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say to the audience before we go? Anything else? Yeah. Basically, get to know your natural talents. Utilize them for your best life. And uh, if you want help finding what that best life is or how to get there, come find me. Hey, Dennis. Thank you. Those are great words. Thanks for your motivation. Hey, everyone. That is the end of the show. Until next time, I want to challenge you to find the shape of your success. Check out the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast where I interview guests that will teach 
motivate, and inspire you to stop at nothing to achieve your dreams. 